as I was reading through these scripture passages, that song, I'll be home for Christmas, came to mind. I'm sure we've all heard it a thousand times since Thanksgiving, so it's uh, right there for us. And the song expresses that longing for home. And uh, God's chosen people, too, longed for a home, for a land to call their own, where they could worship the Lord as the Lord desired to be worshipped. After years of turmoil and warfare, King David's kingdom was established and at rest, so they were home. He had built a nice palace in which to live, but David, who cared so deeply for the Lord, desired to build a home for God, a temple in which he could place the Ark of the Covenant, where God was most present to his chosen people. At that time, the Ark was being kept in a tent, just as it had been as they journeyed through the desert. So David wanted to build a house for God. He asked Nathan, a prophet, what God wanted. And the Lord's answer to the question was that, yes, a temple should be built, but not by David. It would be built by his son, Solomon. But God went beyond this simple answer for David. You know, David asked God, should I build a house for you? And God responded to say, no, rather, I, the Lord, will build a house for you, David. Now, the the Lord didn't mean, you know, a physical building, but rather his family, his descendants, his house. He was indicating that his beloved King David would have descendants who would rule as kings forever. God then made these promises to David, saying, I, the Lord, will establish a house for you. And when your time comes and you rest with your ancestors, I will raise up your heir after you, sprung from your loins, and I will make his kingdom firm. I will be a father to him, and he shall be a son to me. Your house and your kingdom shall endure forever before me. Your throne shall stand firm forever. Now maybe David was a little disappointed that he didn't get to build the temple, but I'm sure he was extremely happy at what God had promised here, that he was going to be blessed in such an awesome way. I mean, David's heirs would reign on the throne of God's kingdom forever. That's quite a promise. And it did seem like that promise was being kept. There were descendants of King David on the throne for 400 years or so until the Babylonians destroyed the temple and took many of God's chosen people into exile. That was a great tragedy. The kingdom, it seemed, had been destroyed. It seemed to many that God's promises to David had not been kept But some still hoped that another king from among David's descendants would come and rebuild the kingdom and take the throne. This was the Messiah that they had been waiting for. Messiah, of course, means the anointed one, and kings were anointed. So they were waiting for the Messiah, a king who would be anointed. And they had to wait a while. You know, fast forward 600 years 
from the last Davidic king to the time of the events described in today's gospel. An angel came down from heaven to visit this virgin girl named Mary. And notice how Luke in the gospel pointed out that Mary was betrothed to a man named Joseph of the house of David. He makes a point of mentioning it. Her child then would be of David's house, one of his descendants. The angel told her she would have a son, that she was to name him Jesus, a name which means God saves. The angel said to her, He will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord will give him the throne of David his father, and he will rule over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Those promises would have sounded familiar to Mary, who was a very devout Jewish girl. The Jews had been waiting and hoping for a descendant of David who would be called a son of God, who would take up the throne of David, who would rule over the house forever. Those are exactly the promises God made to King David about a thousand years before. Those are the exact promises that seemed to have been broken by God some 600 years before. For centuries, the Jews had been waiting for the return of the house of David, of the kingdom of David. Now, this humble girl, Mary, of course, she had every reason to, I think, be completely overwhelmed, to be even terrified by the appearance of an angel, to run, to say, well, this is just too much for me. But she didn't. By God's grace, she said, behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. She said yes. And with her cooperation, God himself entered the world as one of us and invited not just the Jewish people, but all of the nations into God's kingdom. And when you think about it, this promise, those promises made so long ago, couldn't really have been fulfilled in any other way because no merely human kingdom or human king will last forever, as God promised his kingdom would. For a king to live forever, well, he has to somehow conquer death. The kingship has to transcend earthly and passing realities. If God's kingdom was to be eternal, he himself has to come and be the king. So what do we learn from all this? Well, a lot of things. But at least this, we learn that God is very faithful. You know, even if his timetable doesn't match our own, even if he seems absent for a while, he keeps his promises. And in fact, if we're faithful to him, he gives us more than we could ever ask for. Not in earthly wealth, of course. Most saintly people who lived, who ever lived, were often materially very poor. But they, as members of Christ's kingdom, who share in an eternal wealth, they were very rich indeed. We also learn that God is very generous, and we should therefore be very grateful. The lyrics of that song say, I'll be home for Christmas, if only in my dreams. This story in our gospel today and in our other readings, it's not a dream, though. It's history. It really happened. 
God became man in Jesus Christ, and he is our king. This happened. It's real. In these days when we're so focused on traveling and shopping and material goods, let's remember that as Christians, we are very rich as members and heirs of God's kingdom. We are all truly home at Christmas and always, no matter where we are physically, so long as we're united with Jesus Christ, our eternal king. Now let us prepare ourselves to encounter this great king, our true home, right here in the Most Holy Eucharist. Amen.